G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. God has given you certain gifts, but the gifts don't come fully developed, so you develop them. With the last days approaching, today, Pastor Greg Laurie urges us to discover our spiritual gifts and put them to good use for God's kingdom. Why don't you take a little step of faith and see what the Lord will do? You don't know what God has in store for you. We want to find our place in the church. We want to be faithful serving the Lord until Christ comes again. This is the day when the lost are found. son who really liked to work on cars. So you bought him a nice tool set. But months later, there it was in the original box, still shrink-wrapped. Or what if you bought a palette of paints and canvases for your daughter who liked to paint, but they went untouched? It's disappointing, isn't it? Well, that might be how God feels with the spiritual gifts that he makes available to you and me. Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to put those gifts to good use. every Christian was just like you? You know, would services be attended faithfully? Would pews be empty or full? What if everyone prayed like you pray? Would we be a praying church? What if everyone worshiped like you? Would we be a worshiping church or would we be a silent church? What if everybody evangelized as often as you evangelize? Would we be a church reaching a lost culture? What if everybody gave as faithfully of their finances as you give? Would we have a church that had the needs met or would they be neglected? You see, the church is made up of all of us together and we either contribute to its strength and growth or to its weakness and decline, but every one of us plays a role in the church. Okay, now, with that in mind, let's look now at the words of Jesus in Matthew 25. This is a parable that he told. Now you know what a parable is, right? Parable's a story. It's an illustration. It's uh, been defined as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So to make his point, Jesus would tell a story. We all love a good story, don't we? We remember stories. Jesus illustrated his messages a lot and told stories to bring the point home. So Matthew 25 is one of those stories showing us how we are to live as we wait for the Lord's return. Matthew 25, starting in verse 14, and I'm gonna read from the New Living Translation. Jesus says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a trip. He called together his servants and gave them money to invest for him while he was gone. He gave five bags of gold to one, two bags of gold to another, one bag of gold to the last, 
dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of gold began immediately to invest the money and he soon doubled it. The servant with two bags of gold went right to work and doubled the money. But the servant who received the one bag of gold dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money for safekeeping. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and he called them to give an account on how they used their money. And the servant to whom he entrusted the five bags of gold said, Sir, he gave me five bags of gold to invest and I doubled the amount. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithfully in handling this small amount. Now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Next comes the servant who received two bags of gold with a report, sir. He gave me two bags of gold to invest and I doubled the amount. The master said, well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. Now I'll give you more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And then the servant with one bag of gold came and said, Sir, I know you're a hard man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth and here it is. So look at how the master deals with this one irresponsible servant. He says, take the money away from the servant. Give it to the one with the 10 bags of gold. To those who use well what they're given, even more will be given and they'll have an abundance. But from those who are unfaithful, even what little they have will be taken away. Interesting, in God's kingdom, the redistribution of wealth has a different meaning, doesn't it? So it's not take it from the guy who has a lot and give it to the guy who doesn't have anything in this story. It's take it from the guy who didn't do anything with what he was given and give it to the man who is faithful with what the Lord gave him. So maybe we need to be thinking about what God has given to us. Because as I said, he's given to us gifts. When you become a Christian and you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, the Bible promises that he gives gifts of the Spirit to Christians. In fact, Romans 12 says we have different gifts according to the grace that's given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your proportion of faith. If your gift is serving, then serve. If your gift is teaching, then teach. If your gift is encouraging, then encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, then give generously. If it's leadership, then govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, do it cheerfully. We have different gifts. But the gifts don't come fully developed. You have to take that gift and you develop it through use. It's even a talent can be uh, compared to it, though gifts and talents are different in many ways. But maybe you have a musical ability, but you get good at what you do through practice. I'll tell you, these musicians, they practice. They work hard at what they do. And if you have a gift in another area, you work at that. Well, in the same way, God gives you these gifts of the Spirit so you develop them. Here's what the Bible says, 1 Timothy 1, 6. Stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Stir it up. The word stir means to fan into full flame. It's sort of like when you go camping. You know, you want to build that fire. And then when you're done camping, you extinguish the fire. The problem is some of us are extinguishing the fire when we ought to be building it. Because the Bible also warns to not quench the spirit. And that word quench can be translated extinguish. You know, don't extinguish the work of the spirit. 
Don't take a gift that God has given you and bury it in the ground like the foolish servant. God has given you certain gifts. Maybe you have a burden for lost people. Maybe you're called to be an evangelist. You know, you don't have to have a pulpit to be an evangelist. You don't have to preach in a stadium to be an evangelist. Some of the best evangelists I've ever seen go out one-on-one -on -one and share the gospel with people. And when I'm around them, I'm in awe of their abilities. I say, but Greg, aren't you an evangelist? Yeah, but they're a different kind of an evangelist than I am. And they have abilities that I don't have. And see, I have to push a pulpit around everywhere now and wheels, it's weird. <laughs> no, I don't. But I, my point is that some people have that gift one-on-one. -on -one. I've watched it. But then again, maybe your gifting is different. You might find that, that you always see things that need to be fixed and things that, that need to be corrected. So maybe you have the gift of complaining. <laughs> no, you have the gift of helps. You ever heard of that gift? The gift of helps. That means you see a problem and you fix the problem. I'll have people come and say, well, I don't think this is right or that's right. I'll say, okay, what are we going to do to fix it? You have any ideas? Don't come to me with problems. Come to me with some ideas. And, well, I thought if we change this, well, let's do that. In fact, why don't you do that? <laughs> well, I just kind of like to complain more than actually. <laughs> you might be one of those detail people. See, I'm not a detail person. Everyone that knows me knows I'm not a detail person. But there are people who are detail people and thank God for them. They're into minutiae. You know, they're into the deep, the smallest. That's what, oh good, we need those people too. <laughs> Maybe you like to encourage people. You like to encourage people to reach their potential. Maybe you have the gift of exhortation. Hey, maybe you like to take people into your home and feed them and bless them. That's the gift of hospitality. Guess what? That's a real spiritual gift. And I know people that have it. Man, I go over to their home and they just have a way of making you so comfortable and they take care of you and you're refreshed in every way after spending time with them. That's a real spiritual gift. You know, people are talking about, well, yeah, but do you have the gift of tongues? Do you have the gift of prophecy? Yeah, those are gifts too. What about the gift of helps? What about the gift of hospitality? What about the gift of exhortation? They're all gifts of the Spirit that God gives. And guess what? You've got some of those in your life. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And we're considering spiritual gifts today. It's a message called, So What? Let's continue. Sometimes someone else can help you identify your gift better than you can identify it yourself. They come and say, you know, I, I think you have a gift in this room. No, not me. No, really you do. And you think, you know, maybe they're right. Uh, Leonard Bernstein, you probably heard of him, famous composer and conductor, was once asked, what is the most difficult instrument to play in the orchestra? His answer was surprising. He said, second fiddle. He said, I get plenty of first violinists, but to find someone to play second violin with as much as enthusiasm or second French horn or second flute, that is a problem. See, I want to be the, the person in the spotlight. I, I want to be the lead guitarist. I don't want to be the rhythm guitarist. I want to be this guy, not that guy. Well, how about if we just be the guy or the girl that God calls us to be? 
And how about if we just be faithful in the little things? Because if you're faithful in the little things, God will give you greater opportunities, right? So these folks that were faithful with the bags of gold and multiplied them, more was given to them. No, they have enough. Take away, no, no. More was given because they showed they're faithful with opportunities and resources. The Lord says, I'm going to open up more doors for the person that hoards and holds on to it all. God says, man, I'm, I'm taking away what you already had because you're not using what I gave you. Everyone had an ability. But God does not expect the same results from every person, but he does expect the same effort. Listen, God doesn't compare you with anybody else. He compares you with you. This is all about you just reaching your potential. We're not competing one with another. I am not your opponent. You're not my opponent. My opponents, if you will, are the world, the flesh, and the devil. I'm not trying to beat anybody. I'm not trying to, you know, beat some other pastor or church is better than your church. You know, you win. Okay, so shut up. Who cares? <laughs> Let's just do it for the glory of God. You know, not who has the biggest one or who has it. Hey, let's just be faithful with what the Lord has given to us and run our race well and remember who the real enemy is. Notice Jesus calls the unproductive servant lazy and wicked. It can be a sin to not use what God has given you. Let me repeat that. It can be a sin to not use what God has given you. You say, I don't understand that. Well, <laughs> It's a sin of omission. See, a sin of commission is doing what is wrong. I know this is wrong, but I do it anyway. But a sin of omission is knowing what's right, and I don't do it. And the Bible says, to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. See, you're blessed to be a blessing. So the Lord might be nudging you to take a little step of faith. Maybe he's shown you at your work, you know, there's some other Christians there, and he's been nudging you. Why don't you start a little Bible study with your coworkers? Oh, can't do that. Why not? Well, I'm not a Bible scholar. Well, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to lead a little Bible study. You can just read a few verses and share what God's shown you in them and do some preparation before you get there. Well, I could never do it. Why don't you take a little step of faith? And see what the Lord will do. You don't know what God has in store for you. But to blow this off can actually be a sinful thing. We want to find our place in the church. We want to be faithful serving the Lord until Christ comes again. You know, sometimes people study Bible prophecy almost as a form of entertainment. They'll be into all the latest information and get all excited about it and sort of miss the point. Oh, there might be a war breaking out in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, no. We're not supposed to get excited about wars in the Middle East. Yeah, but Jesus is coming. Yeah, but people could die in the war. So let's keep perspective. And let's not be thrilled. At, oh, there's an earthquake. Oh, well, yeah. Well, signs of the times, yeah. But wait a second. Let's have a little compassion for people that are suffering too. And it's not just about exciting us. It's about affecting us in the way that we live as followers of Christ. So that's the focus of this parable. As it's been said earlier tonight, we all want to find our place in the church and we all want to have skin in the game. <laughs> you know, no one had more skin in the game to use that expression, than Jesus Christ. I heard a story of a little boy that was uh, very scared one night because it was a lightning storm happening. 
And he called out to his uh, dad, Dad, I'm scared. Come into my room. The father said, Son, I am trying to sleep. Just God is with you. The little boy paused for a moment and said, Dad, I need someone with skin on right now. <laughs> That's who Jesus was. He was God with skin on. And he walked among us and showed the Father's love for us and his love for us by going to the cross and dying in our place. And that's because of his love. And I wonder if there's not some of you here tonight that, that have come with your troubles. You know, I talked about where people go where th when they have difficulties in life. They go to the church. I mean, where are you going to go? You know? You know, bartenders are not going to help you. Drugs aren't going to help you. Alcohol is not going to help you. And your fitness regime is not going to help you. Your wardrobe is not going to help you. Your cool car is not going to help you. Your house is not going to help you. Your education isn't going to fix it. Your friends aren't going to fix it. In fact, they may have walked out on you already. So here you are at church feeling pretty bad. I think you should feel pretty good because you just came to the right place. I want you to think of this as the emergency ward. That we're here to help you. The church, as I've said many times, is not a museum for saints. It's a hospital for sinners. As I said earlier, if someone's overtaken in a fault, our job is not to kick you to the curb. It's to lift you up and help you get on your feet spiritually again and get right with God. And if you don't know God yet, we want to tell you how to come to Christ. Because this hospital does one thing no other hospital does. This hospital, people get raised from the dead here. And by that I mean they're brought to spiritual life. There's no hospital that can do that. But in God's church it happens every day and every night. I don't just mean this church. I mean churches all around the world doing the work of God. But we do it in this church too. We call people to believe in Jesus and have their sins forgiven. And have their eternal address changed. And come into a personal relationship with God. Does that need to happen for you? Maybe you were brought by a friend. Maybe you didn't really want to come. But here you are. And I'm telling you right now that God can change your life. And Christ can forgive you of your sin. And listen to this. He can take that guilt away. That guilt that keeps you up at night. That guilt that drives you crazy. The guilt is just the symptom of a deeper problem. The guilt is not the problem. The sin is the problem. It's like having a pain and going to a doctor and he treats the problem and then the symptom goes away. The guilt is just saying you have trouble. So get the trouble fixed. And that's by coming to God and saying, Lord, I, I'm sorry and I've broken your commandments and I've fallen short of your glory and I ask you to forgive me now and I need Jesus. And if you'll do that, he'll forgive you and give you a fresh start in life. Jesus said, he that would come to me, I would in no way cast out. He'll forgive you and accept you. So we're gonna pray now and I'm gonna give you an opportunity to pray and ask Christ to come into your life. Let's all bow our heads. Father, I pray for everyone here and folks that are listening as well who need you. Their spiritual need is so real. Help them to come to you now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer. And if you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Today's a great day to do that, and Pastor Greg would love to help. As you've been listening to this today, 
maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart, and it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need, or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus, but maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sin, and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior, as God, as friend? I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter because God's word says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, If you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord. Thanks, Pastor Greg. Well, if you've just prayed those words and you meant them sincerely, know on the authority of Scripture that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you. And we'd love to send you some resource materials to help you start in this new journey of faith. Just ask for our New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. The team would also love to pray with you. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Now, have you ever known a fair-weather friend? You know, someone you could always count on until you really needed to count on them. Well, next time we'll see God is our provider and comforter at all times but he wants our devotion on the same basis. That's next time on A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called So What? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.